This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Peter King in Orlando. NFL Hall of Famer Jim Brown has died. He was the stuff that legends are made of. Eight rushing titles in nine seasons. Three-time MVP, played only nine years. He left the game on his own terms. CBS's NFL host... James Brown. Brown was outspoken on civil rights and race and became a leader in the effort to end inner city gang violence. While trying to dedicate his life to keeping young black men out of prison, Brown was often in trouble with the law himself. He was arrested numerous times on charges of violence against women from the late 1960s to the late 1990s. Jim Brown will be remembered as a complicated man who lived as full a life as any who ever stepped onto the NFL field. From Syracuse to Cleveland and Hollywood, Jim Brown became a towering American figure. Jim Brown was 87. House Republicans and White House negotiators have broken off talks for now on raising the debt limit, avoiding default, and approving a budget. No word on one. They might start talking again. A 21-year-old member of the military will stay jailed until his trial on espionage charges. CBS's Bradley Blackburn. A federal judge ruled that a Massachusetts Air National Guard member accused of leaking highly classified military documents will remain behind bars while he awaits trial. 21-year-old Jack Texera returned to federal court where he faces charges under the Espionage Act. The Air Force National Guard IT specialist is accused of sharing secret military documents about Russia's war in Ukraine and other top national security issues in a chat room on the Discord social media platform. Another state is about to have a 12-week abortion ban and new restrictions on gender-affirming care for minors. But Nebraska Republicans have done it with a new twist, combining both issues in one law. Republican Governor Jim Pillen promises to sign it. Ukraine has been at the top of the to-do list at the G7 summit. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer. The G7 leaders announced today that they had put in place the money Ukraine will need for the rest of this year and the start of 2024. Britain and Europe are already working on sending F-16s to Ukraine uh, in spite of fears that those American-made fighter jets may escalate the conflict. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz signs gun control legislation, including a red flag law to try to prevent violence. I know how to use these things. I understand our rights as Americans to do these things. But I refuse to allow extremists to define what responsible gun ownership looks like and to make this about the Second Amendment. The Dow closed down 109 points. This is CBS News. Find your next great hire with Indeed. Their hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com credit. Finding great people to hire is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's pretty difficult, right? Well, ZipRecruiter has mastered finding a needle in a haystack, so they take it to the next level. They make hiring so simple that it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. Here's what it's like to use ZipRecruiter. They have so many qualified candidates that it's easier to find the right ones for your roles. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a lot of needles. So how do they do it? ZipRecruiter's powerful technology sends you candidates who are a great match for your job, and you can even invite your top choices to apply. So if you want less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
The FCC has shut down a company it says was behind millions of illegal robocalls. It's the number one consumer complaint at the Federal Communications Commission. Jessica Rosenworcel is the FCC chairwoman, and on Thursday, the commission adopted a measure that should weed out more robocalls. To catch those behind these scams. But she admits it's only one more weapon in an ongoing battle. The hammer could soon come down on call providers that don't meet the June deadline to implement new call authentication technology. Most phone providers have already adopted the tech called Stir Shaken, which validates a real call and stops fake numbers. Christine Lazar, CBS News, Los Angeles. The St. Louis area town clerk and her assistant will go to prison for writing more than $600,000 in checks to themselves at a time that their small town was in financial trouble. The clerk is 68. Her assistant, 76. Peter King, CBS News. Attention business owners. Stop throwing your hard-earned money away on rent. Imagine owning your own building and saving thousands every year. Sound impossible? Not if you use General Steel. General Steel can help you save thousands by owning your own custom-designed building. Just call 888-74-STEEL. That's 888-74-STEEL to see how much money you can save with General Steel. Our buildings come with a 50-year warranty, and thousands of companies, from Fortune 500 corporations to startups, have trusted the General with their building needs. If you need to expand or start a new business, you really need General Steel. A very impressive General Steel. Everyone's been extremely helpful. I'd recommend General Steel to anyone looking to build a steel building. Stop wasting money on rent. Call 888-74-STEEL. That's 888-74-STEEL to find out about all our popular quick construction kits, including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building. Just call 888-747-8335 now. That's 888-74. This is Lacrosse Talk PM, where your voice matters. Your chance to weigh in on the issues important to you, where you control the content, where no topic is off limits. Annoyed by something? Have some constructive criticism? Do you have solutions to fix the problems that plague us? We want to hear from you. Weigh in with your comments on the talk and text line at 785-7914. Now, your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. TW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Chergoski. Happy Friday, Rick. And you know, we we did start the segment playing the song Rainbow Land with 77-year-old Dolly Parton. That's one of the things I want to talk about a little bit. Is, yeah. is a teacher in Waukesha? Waukesha. Waukesha fired because she it's not Rainbow Land. Wait, is it Rainbow Land or is it the movie? Uh this is the song, Rick. So This is the song one. Okay, yeah, because somebody else is under in hot water for playing the the, the Disney movie. That's right? in Florida, so it's like, oh, what is, is your classroom controversy of the day? It's funny because usually that stuff starts in Florida, and makes its way to Wisconsin. What right. I learn is, is Florida is we test everything out as a nation in Florida, and then do you do you ever think about this? Do you ever think about how we'll we'll see how it works in Florida, banning books, stuff like that. And then we'll just, and it'll expand. But in Wisconsin, we're apparently setting the table by firing teachers for playing the song Rainbow Land. Yeah, Rick. Wanting her, 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 wanting her students to play this, to sing the song. This is from CBS 58 in Milwaukee. After being placed on administrative leave for more than a month and allegedly being told 
by school officials that she could not discuss matters with students or staff unless she wanted to be further disciplined, the Waukesha Elementary School teacher at the center of the Rainbow Land Song Band controversy is now facing termination. On behalf of the school district superintendent, the situation started in late March when first grade dual language teacher Melissa Temple, who has worked in the education field for 23 years, tweeted about how her students were not being allowed to sing a Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton duet for their 2017, from 2017 for their spring concert. This came down from the principal and the director of elementary learning. And so this went viral because... Miley and Dolly Parton took note of this situation in Waukesha. Right. How at this particular concert? How do you, how do you get on the map? Van <laughs> a song from the two two of the most popular female artists in the world. It's a great example of how by trying to not bring attention to the situation, you brought more attention to the situation by trying to prevent these students from singing Rainbow Land at the concert. It made the song go viral. And it bought Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus into the middle of this controversy where they were being outspoken. And it just brought more attention to the Waukesha district. School board fires them, right? Like, or it's got to go through the school board somehow. Sometimes I don't understand. I don't quite have a, a good base on how school politics It's a works. little murky, Rick, because the superintendent did not comment to CBS 58 in Milwaukee saying it's a personnel matter and they can't say what's going on. A personnel matter in a... Is it a public school? It's a public yeah. school. That's why it's kind of controversial. Um, because if it was a private school, we wouldn't hear Do whatever about it the all. heck they want. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 608-785-7914. Okay, goodbye, Dolly. <laughs> um, that's Rainbow Land playing in the background, if you didn't figure that out. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. And then it's, uh, you know what? They're, they're, they're probably, we'll see what happens repercussion-wise. But if this happened like three months ago, or more, I guess it de- depends on when you can file for a le- for running for school board or something like that. I mean, man, you, I bet we would have seen a lot of people running for school board in that area. Rick, it is so interesting how these school board elections have gotten wrapped up in the culture wars. In fact, one of the measures in Florida allows party labels to be put on the ballot in school board elections. That's one thing that Ron DeSantis and the Republican-controlled legislature there have put through. So now when you're voting for a school board in Florida, you'll know if the person is a Republican or a Democrat. And I would just wonder if that's useful information. As a political scientist, I value party labels when they tell you something that is useful. So in the election for governor, the party label tells you something useful. There's a difference between how a Democratic governor would govern and how a Republican governor would govern. But what about school board? Well, you always hate it when the Democratic Party in La Crosse Park, La Crosse County and the Republican Party in La Crosse County get involved in these school board races. You've you've lambasted them both on the air here. Yes, uh, I I have tut-tutted both the the parties for getting involved in school board races. I think political parties should stay the heck out of school board races. Should it, is it school board races or is it what we label right now nonpartisan races? Because as you go up the ladder here and you just it, we stop at the Wisconsin Supreme Court, it's nonpartisan only. But when $50 million is involved in an election and, and you call it nonpartisan, it's no longer nonpartisan. I feel like I feel like there we need to make a change. We need to make that a partisan election now because 
uh, the, just that the, the money at stake and who's involved in, in donating. Yeah, part of my concern, Rick, is trying to avoid elections becoming more partisan. I don't think it's useful for school board elections to become more partisan. But if the cat is already out of the bag, and I think that is absolutely the case with the state Supreme Court elections, the cat is out of the bag, the toothpaste is out of the tube, these are partisan elections at this point. And so I think in that case, there is some value in just going with the idea that, hey, let's put party labels next to the candidates. Let's stop the charade. We're deep diving on a Friday. 608-785-7914. Shoot me a text. Give me a call if you've ever tried to put toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> Living in the it's going to be a theme today. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Or I couldn't find a different song in time. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. I wanted to pull up the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 soundtrack because I watched that movie last night. Okay. And uh, it, was, it was it was pretty okay. No spoilers. I'll just say it, it was uh, the raccoon, Rocket the Raccoon. It was kind of like an origin story. If uh, And that's as, that's as much as I'll talk about with a movie that's kind of uh, released kind of early. UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Chagossi is in here. We did the thing again where we deep-dived or dove... It's AP style, I think, is dove here and dived in Europe, something like that. I don't know. Um, we deep dived into politics way too early on a Friday. Maybe, maybe somewhere in in the middle we could do that. But um, we do have some good we do have some good nonsense stories. I didn't even show you this one, Chagoski. The Wisconsin Department of Transportation has released its 2023 map, and okay. you can get it. The state highway map uh, is available to you if you want to. You go. You can go to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation social media. Click the link. Now, is this a paper map? Yeah, so you can get this thing. Okay, that this is old your, school. Then. It goes in your glove box. This wow. Is, yeah, I had to ask Brad Williams what this was. Like, like, what is this object, Brad? Yeah, you have to. I guess you when you're driving. It's. <laughs> I don't know if you like put it up on the dashboard or. It doesn't talk to you, so it doesn't. So I don't know how it works. It's yeah, it's made of paper and it folds into a nice. Little, uh, you know, almost fit in your pocket or your glove box. I think that's, it could be used in your, you keep it in there maybe. I don't know. But then when you get it out, it's like three feet by three feet. And I don't know. I don't know how you drive. Because is this from like a museum or is this a this is real thing? Man, this okay. Is real, this will probably have roundabouts on it in lacrosse. <laughs> you could probably see little circles, I think. It's like, yeah, it's just like a, it's the same thing as Google Maps, I guess. Only it's uh, like a piece of paper. So that's, uh, that's come out. Um. I, I just want to mention this. I don't want to talk about it, but I just want to read the headline. I don't know if I sent you this during the week. Uh. Catholic priests to be made to wear QR codes, so those little black and white squares. <laughs> you know, like in restaurants, sometimes you have to take a picture with your phone. To yeah, get the kind of the COVID-19 so, thing. So Catholic priests, I think this is in France, and France have to wear QR codes so people can tell if they're sex offenders or not. What? And and that's all I want to talk about. So if anyone wants to read about that, you can go ahead and read about uh, French Catholic priests having to wear QR codes. They got like a little uh, la- la- lanyard, a lanyard, and they got a QR code around their neck. Um, anyway, moving on. I just needed to mention it. Uh, a couple other things, we very important things. Escape pig lured home in Wisconsin. An escaped pig. Yes. It was lured home with, we have two of these stories, with Fruit snacks. We have two fruit snack yes. stories today, so we'll get into that in a minute. But a lured, they lured their the escape pig. What's it was in Green Bay? It was it Albert Bay. the three hundred pound pig in Green Bay? Three hundred pounds. All right. So the other 
Who also other, likes fruit snacks. <laughs> well, he's a pig, right? The other fruit snackish story is Americans caught smuggling over 650 pounds, smuggling this stuff into Israel. So into Israel, not out of Israel, but into Israel, caught smuggling over 650 pounds of fruit roll-ups. <laughs> so, yeah. Another story that we will get into in a little bit. But we were we did start to deep dive, and there was some important news in state politics today. Uh, but we were kind of deep diving into the politics of partisanship politics yes. trickling down into nonpartisan races. And where do you draw the line? Because you have drawn the line. Well, I don't know where you draw the line, but at least you the starting line for you is at least school board. Is there anything lower on the totem pole than school board in terms of what we ele- who we elect? I don't know that I have board, a... I would yeah. go school board, city council, county Dog catcher. <laughs> I don't have a... electing them. <laughs> I don't have a clear rule, Rick. But my goal is to prevent partisanship from going into places where it does not need to be. I think partisan labels on the ballot can be very helpful in certain cases. For example, a Democratic president will be very different than a Republican president. A Democratic member of Congress will be very different than a Republican member of Congress. You get a lot of information by seeing that little D or R next to their name on the ballot. My concern is when we try to put partisanship into everything that happens in politics. I think there is a place for partisanship. There is a place for political parties to be involved. But there are some situations where I'm not sure they play a productive role. And school boards are one of those places. I am not sure at all that political parties have a productive role to play in school boards. Productive being the key word there. But if I have somebody that wants to... I would say, aren't we at the place where Republicans want to ban books and Democrats don't want to ban books? Are we at that spot yet or want to ban rainbows? And that's my concern, Rick. If we get to the place where partisanship really does get into school boards. Aren't we there? If we get there, then we are in a whole new ballgame. And I think we are in a bad place if that happens. So I'm really worried about that. Sometimes political parties can play a productive role, like I said, but a lot of times they really screw things up. When political parties get involved, it completely changes the psychology. We know that when partisanship enters the picture, how people perceive the situation changes and how the politicians behave changes. So much transforms from the psychology of political parties. And I just want to keep that psychology of political parties contained. I think it has its place, but I don't want the psychology of political parties to be everywhere in politics. That will have a destructive influence on the government. And so there is a time and a place for political parties, but it's not everywhere and it's not all the time. Well, you say government, but that'll have a destructive influence on whatever it is, the school, right? Entity yeah. or whatever entity you're voting on. Uh, yeah, I would say, okay, so I interviewed most of the candidates for lacrosse school board. I never asked them any opinion on whether or not they want to ban books or yeah. what they're feeling on banning books. Because there's so there's two thoughts here. A, I don't think it's productive because I don't think we should be banning books. But B, maybe it is productive to ask that question because if they believe they should be banning books as a school, like just getting instead of as a parent, I'm just not going to have my kid read that book because there's options for that. So I don't know. Like and then and then I feel like that's become a political issue. As stupid as it sounds. We've turned banning books into a uh, right-left thing. 
And the culture wars have completely gone into the realm of education, Rick. And so we've seen culture wars play out in different ways. A while back, we saw culture wars in terms of things like same-sex marriage. That was the main way that we saw the culture wars play out. We've also seen the culture wars play out in terms of abortion. We definitely see that now more than ever in the aftermath of Roe versus Wade getting overturned. But now more and more, the schools are the battleground for the culture wars. And that is going to have a major effect on the educational system. When a lot of the political battles start going into the schools, that's going to change the experience for teachers. That's going to change the job security potentially for teachers. That's going to change how people think about schools. So I just really want to say, just cannot overstate the significance of this trend that so much of these political battles are now being fought in the schools. That really is a transformative trend in American politics, for better or for worse. Yeah, and we started this conversation because a, a teacher in Waukesha got fired because she was going to have her class sing the song Rainbow Land. Yeah. Which is not even all that controversial. I don't even know if it is a controversial song. It's only controversial if you want to say rainbows are controversial. And and I don't know, beyond that, it's, it, it, it's, a, little, it's, a, little, it's a little strange to me. Um, all right. Moving on. Yeah, it's part of the... We didn't want to... See, I, I wanted to have this conversation, but I, I wasn't exactly sure how to... Uh, but thanks for, thanks for firing. Also, that teacher Waukesha, like, pretty good teacher. She's been around 23 years, but she's actually, like, like won awards. And, and like, in, in terms of how teachers are rated, she's rated pretty highly in terms of, like I don't know, accolades, I guess is what, the best way to describe it. It just gets to this really interesting question. If the culture wars are being fought in the schools... Should a successful teacher be fired over Rainbow Land? I don't know. I mean, that's not for me to decide. And then, but when the school board is doing that decision making, then I mean, we've 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 infested the school boards. Yeah, I mean, that is a political statement that how, the school board is making. How would you say? When would you say this started? Like before COVID or because of COVID? I think COVID played a major role because it just intensified the level of political conflict surrounding schools, but. I also think about same-sex marriage and how same-sex marriage used to be the focus of the culture wars. Now that same-sex marriage has been more or less resolved, it's just not that cult sure? controversial of an issue. Yeah, right? We, I mean, there's, we don't know for sure. But now that it's just not that controversial of an issue – the culture wars always find another we need, venue. We need something else. And it's there's always like, something else well, to it fight about. It started with like critical race theory at some point. Yeah. Just like, okay. Uh, and I feel, I don't want to pick on Republicans, but I feel like Republicans, we need something to be get people enraged about. Let's do this thing called critical race theory. Or maybe they learned about it when, like, we can make this up. I don't know. And then it seems like, every, and then it goes across the nation and everybody's doing it. Absolutely, Rick. I mean, in a nutshell, the culture wars are always, the culture is changing. And I either like it or I don't. Did it start in like the 70s with communism? Oh, it you know, goes. Or it goes back to the. The culture the, wars go back centuries. I well, mean. In terms of in politics and infecting our politics. Sure. You know? The culture wars have played a major role in our politics for a long time. And again, it does come down to that issue. The culture is always changing. Some people like the changes. Other people don't like the changes. And that causes political conflict. Right now, those cultural changes are being fought over 
in the context of the schools. There have been other contexts, like same-sex marriage, for example, where we have seen these battles fought before. Right now, it's just in the schools. Well, as a political science professor, as a, te- a teacher, a professor at UW Lacrosse, this I feel like this stuff has to enrage you when you hear the talking heads on CNN or on Fox or OAN, whatever, when they're just like, oh, you public school teachers are indoctrinating our children or our, well, in terms of college adults, right, young young men and women. Um, I just feel like you just want to, like, throw your cheese head at the TV. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about the educational mission, right? And I've shared that I am the advisor to both the college Democrats and the college Republicans, so I don't have a horse in that race. And it's all about just ensuring that students have the ability to be effective, lifelong citizens. I do not care which side they belong to. They can be a Democrat, a Republican, an Independent, or none of the above. Doesn't make uh, a difference at all to me. It's all about just equipping them for effective, lifelong citizenship. And so, yeah, uh, that's what the educational mission is all about. And we really take that seriously. I think I mentioned, we were talking, Rick, we take this so seriously that we offer eight courses on the United States Constitution at UW Lacrosse. I mean, that's how seriously we take the mission of equipping students with the knowledge of the United States government. Uh, I, I think that we offer as many or more courses on the Constitution than any other university that I'm aware of. And so we understand the importance of the Constitution and teaching students about the American political system is something we take a lot of pride in and not steering them in any direction, but just saying, here's what the constitution is all about. Here's what the American political system is all about. Now you go ahead and make up your own mind, given the knowledge. I know, I know students are gone now, or I think after the, are they gone? Is finals over? Leaving. Yeah. Um, maybe you can track one down. Let's find the student that's taken all eight. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> My God. This is how you're feeling after graduation? Oh, absolutely. UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Chagoski in studio with me for Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. And congratulations to all of the UWL grads. Long ceremony. I feel like that's not the super most exciting thing to uh, partake in, although you're probably pretty proud of some of the people that you see going through, you've seen for four or five years. Oh, absolutely. That makes it all worth it. Seeing all the names getting called, all the names I recognize that have taken my classes, it's just such a such a proud moment. All right, so we, we did some deep dive, and we got to lighten it up a little bit here. The uh, First of all, Strugowski finally went to five guys. We were, I did. Where, where you just, where that, their mon- mantra is, uh, well, it's burgers, right? But yes. all, it's more like fries, right? Like it's the fries. You yes. Know? I was so delighted to finally check out the five guys in Onalaska. They had a great, well, what I love about five guys, Rick, is they fill up your cup of fries. They put the cup of fries in the bag. Then they take another scoop of fries and just dump it into the bag. And I was on cloud nine when that happened. When I came home with, a burger that was absolutely covered in fries, a greasy bag. It was delightful. <laughs> um, all right, so there's there's that. Also, some in in the food news, Taco Bell and Taco John's fighting. 
they're fighting over Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, so like Michael Buble, you know that guy? Yeah. The let's get ready to, I don't know if I can say the whole phrase because of now I can say rumble. That guy before like <laughs> wrestling events or whatever says this, let's get ready to, and then the rest of it. I don't, I don't want to, because he's trademarked that phrase. So I don't know how yeah. exactly that works when I, so I better not say it. Better not say it in its entirety. I might get sued for a million dollars from Michael Buble. I heard that's what it is, too. Every time you say it, it's a, he gets a million dollars. Wow. Every time he says it. Um, but Taco Bell and Taco John's are fighting over the trademark of Taco Tuesday, which apparently is owned by Taco John's owns Taco Tuesday? Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that when I saw Taco John's in its television commercials using the term Taco Tuesday, and I wasn't seeing... Other companies like Taco Bell use the term Taco Tuesday. Turns out Taco John's owns the trademark for Taco Tuesday. I feel like you shouldn't be able to own that. You shouldn't yeah. be able to own two pretty random words that go together that just is, you know what, I'm going to get t- some tacos on a Tuesday. I guess you would have to say it like that if you're Taco Bell because Taco Bell, I don't know, are they getting sued because Taco Bell wanted to say Taco Tuesday too? Uh, a new tr- <laughs> A new battle with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office the Taco Bell company is trying to get rid of Taco John's control over Taco Tuesday. Why? Because I mean, presumably Taco Bell wants to use Taco Tuesday where, in its commercials. Where is Congress? They need to step in and say, no more. You cannot buy a phrase. Like, you cannot trademark a phrase. It just seems like a weird thing. I mean, this is quite a statement in the filing that they made with the Patent and Trademark Office. Taco Bell believes Taco Tuesday is critical to everyone's Tuesday. To deprive anyone of saying Taco Tuesday, be it Taco Bell or anyone who provides tacos to the world is like depriving the world of sunshine. What's interesting is you're reading from an article, right? And they use Taco Tuesday in the article. Well, are they infringing on Taco John's trademark of the, you know, like, where does it end? Like, we can't use it. What? It's because it's a news article. It's not for profit, right? Like, but if we wanted to do a promo, like me and you, Tregoski, you know, if you came in on Tuesdays and it was like Taco Tuesday with Tregoski, like, we would probably get sued. We get sued. Uh, we'd have to get Taco John's on board with it, I guess. I mean, if anyone does want to sponsor the show on Friday and give us free food, we'd be... For the record, I had Taco John's last night, had some potato olays. They were delicious. So please don't sue Taco us. Taco John's on don't a Friday. Don't sue us. Unbelievable. I do, I do, if I'm doing Tuesday tacos, I'm not going to either of those places. I'm going to Senior Beal. <laughs> not a bad um, option. Okay, let's stick with food here. The Escape Pig in Wisconsin lured back. I didn't know. The pig with 300 pounds and lured back an escape pig. First of all, in the green in the Green Bear area, pig named Albert. Hey, hey, hey! It's Fat Albert the pig, not Bill Cosby. I guess we should be able to. We shouldn't be doing that anymore. Any we we ruined everything. I can't do Fat Albert anymore because it thanks a lot, Bill Cosby. Although he's free, right? Like Bill Cosby's free, so he didn't do anything. Is that how that works? That was weird too. Um, but uh, this 300 pound pig escaped and we lured him back. Was it a trail of fruit snacks that we got him? Or do we just just like a dog? I heard pigs are just like dogs, man. <laughs> I want more information about this. So police say that Albert had escaped through a gate that had accidentally be left open. Now, he didn't get very far. He was found after police searched door to door, and they were able to lure him back to his home with fruit snacks. All right, just let's think about this. There's a 300-pound pig on the loose. Let's just say it's in lacrosse. It's on the loose. Your first of all, this is a weird thing for like we 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 make police do everything, right? Like oh, this yeah. is a thing. We made this joke a co- last year, right? Was it last summer or two summers ago? 
um, not an ostrich, but a remember the Lacrosse County Sheriff had the one of the deputies that the, had the track oh, down. It's right. not called an ostrich though, right. but it's an ostrich like uh, emu. An emu, emu, yeah, an emu, right? So, like, first of all, police do not. They do not. Well, actually, the Lacrosse Police Department has actually taken animal control off the Cooley Region Humane Society's hands. So, actually, the Lacrosse Police Department had to do this. But if you're looking for a 300 pound pig, are you going door to door? Did you read that verbatim? Is that just like they a mis- went door to door? Hey, uh, hey, Mister Smith, uh, we're looking for a 300 pound pig. Do you mind if we search your premise? <laughs> I guess he got a knock on the door to go look in backyards or something because yeah. there's a 300 pound pig on the loose. Uh, not in my neighborhood. If that was happened, uh, you know, me and me and Millie walk around everyone's yard all the time anyway because I got to chase my dog down. But sure, um, lured back with fruit snacks. But we don't have enough information here to to know if it was like uh, Hansel and Gretel, the breadcrumbs, right? The breadcrumbs, yes. the fruit snack yes. uh, trail back to. Uh, and apparently, though, once you get Albert, once you find Fat Albert, 300 pound Albert. Um, you just show him that you got fruit snacks. He's probably going to follow you home. Yeah, it seems to be the case. Um, all right. So along the lines, we'll stick with food, and then we'll stick with fruit snacks because I think. Um, and you'll have to do this one for me. The, the, the fruit snacks, fruit roll-ups are fruit snacks. Yes. Although none of them are fruit snacks. If if fruit wanted to trademark its name, <laughs> fruit roll-ups wouldn't be able to use the the term fruit. Fruit snacks would it would just be snacks because I think maybe we shouldn't be using the term. Oh, this is funny here. This is funny, Chagoski, because Brad Paff, who will be in here on Monday. Okay. He's he's like, and Derek Van Orden, our, our U.S. House rep and our, U, our Wisconsin state senator. They're both like bipartisan support to get rid of the word milk on like on like almond milk. It's not milk. So there's this like, you know, they're, they're the fight over dairy, right, in Wisconsin. Well, why aren't we doing this for fruit? Absolutely. Get the fruit out of fruit snacks. This stuff isn't fruit. But anyway, uh, some Americans were caught smuggling fruit roll-ups into, not out of, but into Israel, 650 pounds. And apparently that that raised some red flags in Israel. Yeah, this is from the New York Times. There was a TikTok video. Wait a minute. You have a you can read New York Times stories? Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. You high roller, you with your subscriptions. You know? (laughs) A TikTok influencer posted a video of herself wrapping a scoop of mango ice cream in a fruit roll-up, thinking she was just sharing her guilty pleasure. She showed the fruit roll-up and how it froze instantly around the ice cream and made a hands-friendly dessert that offers a surprising and satisfying crunch. But here's the thing, Rick. The TikTok now has over 14 million views, and TikTok has been flooded with videos of people trying it out, including some from the official Fruit Roll-Ups account, whose social media managers appeared to be basking in the overnight success. So we can all blame this on TikTok. Another thing to blame on TikTok. Montana banned TikTok. Did you know that? They like yeah. literally banned it. Like, yeah. you can't use t- Could you imagine if we banned Facebook? There is this unbelievable battle right now happening over TikTok because, as you noted, state governments, even the United States Congress, are going after TikTok. Meanwhile, from this silly example of the fruit roll-up, we see that TikTok is an incredible trendsetter. I see that so much with my students, how... They'll be doing like, oh, I saw this on TikTok, this hot new trend. Yeah. And so there is this some, real. Some trends good. Some, you know, like the eating the Clorox. What is it? The oh, Tide the, Pod. The Tide Pod challenge. I don't know. That yeah. might have even been before TikTok. But 
Okay, do you know? Do you read about this a lot? This this TikTok that where where the Congress is is like debating whether or not because is it because a just China 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 that's a big part of it because China owns it or is it because China is all of a sudden going to turn the like uh, like what let's just say you have a robot right a society we all have robots I Robot the movie with Mm -hmm. Will Smith and then at some point someone turns the switch and all the robots turn evil right something like that that's not exactly the premise of I Robot. Are we worried that the the guy in China is going to flip the switch on on TikTok and then it's just going to start playing the the Chinese national anthem and China propaganda and we're all going to like be in trance like it's going to turn us into zombies that only love communism? It's a combination of two factors, I think, Rick. First is exactly what you're talking about: fear of influence of China in the United States. They're just going to start inserting like little TikTok probe. What? Like, like security concerns, influence concerns. I, I get like I gotta I gotta put in my info, right? Like yep. my name and email address, and beyond that, maybe I'm male and maybe my age. I don't re- exactly remember. It's on my phone, but I don't remember um, because state our state government has banned TikTok on state phones. It's a combination of the China factor as well as broader concerns over social media and the influence that social media is having on mental health, particularly the mental health of young people. And so I think TikTok, you kind of check both boxes. A, they are a they are a company that reflects broader concerns about Chinese influence in the United States and the power of the Chinese government. B, they are a major trend-setting social media company. And so I think they check both boxes to raise concern among government officials. It would be weird. So, okay, political science hat here. If, if Would Republicans, because this is bipartisan, that they want to ban TikTok in certain... If they right. probably want to ban it because China. But would Republicans be more apt to be like, now that Joe Biden is president, let's get this thing banned Democrats have the Senate. Let's get this thing banned. We have a young people problem. They do not vote for us. So if we get Joe Biden to ban TikTok, because 150 million users in the U.S., I believe that's half the population. I don't know. I don't know why. I think TikTok tells us those numbers. So I don't know if those are exactly accurate. But if we can get the Democrats to ban TikTok, we can get some of those young voters. Do you guys ever talk about that in your political science uh, luncheons? We've, I've asked my students about how they get their news, and they mention TikTok time and time again as a news source. I'm not sure if it's a high-quality news source, right. but for sure TikTok is playing a major role in the type of information that young people consume. So I think that is on the radar of policymakers. They are aware. They are well aware of the influence that TikTok is having among younger people in the United States. And that is factoring into all these political conversations that are happening. But do you, do you understand my premise here is Republicans yeah. want the, want it banned because Democrats are in power and therefore the young people will blame Joe Biden for banning this thing that I fuck, that I love, you know? I, I get that. I get that. And I think Republicans are wrestling over how to deal with their young voter is problem. Is that too conspiracy theory for me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you can ever get too conspiracy I mean, theory. The thing right? is huge for kids right it, it now, is. right? And we it see is. this battle right here locally with like a sheriff's race where somebody sues the county because they're mad that UWL students voted for their sheriff and a Democrat one. Yeah, Republicans are really trying to figure this whole thing out. I mean, some in the Republican Party say, let's target the way that young people vote. Let's target the way that young people get information. 
Others say, let's change our positions or let's change our communication style. The Republican Party does not have a consensus over how they can improve their position among young people. That is a major problem for them because they don't have a coherent strategy right. at the moment. Yeah. They need one. Yeah. And now, so, and, well, and again, is it about, hey, let's deal with voting laws. Let's deal with TikTok. Let's change our positions. Let's change our PR style. Right now, the Republican Party is kind of trying to figure that out, and they don't have a clear answer at this point. All right, we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk TM. I'm Rick Solom in the studio with me, UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Chagoski, as he is most Fridays. We went off on a tangent on TikTok. We went off on we a forgot huge to, tangent. And we forgot to tell you what the the whole Israel story was because it's funny. Yeah, well, we, we, we were talking it. about fruit roll-ups and ended up talking about the influence of the China yeah, government in I'm, the United I'm States. I'm just throwing conspiracies and deep dives at you all day today for some reason. <laughs> I, I think it's because like, I listened to some stuff beforehand, okay. and then it just warps my mind. I was watching TikTok, and then I got brainwashed by China. Um, all right, so Israel is mad because some, okay, somebody tried to smuggle 650 pounds of fruit roll-ups into Israel. Yes. And this is controversy? Yes. The stores are out of fruit roll-ups in Israel, and that is because of this TikTok trend. Millions and millions and millions of people on TikTok are captivated by this little trick where you have a fruit roll-up, wrap it around some ice cream, the fruit roll-up freezes instantly, and you have a nice, crunchy treat. Yeah, you don't need a cone, baby. You don't need a cone. And so now the there's a frenzy in Israel that have left stores sold out of fruit roll-ups. What have people done? Oh, I'm flying to Israel. Why don't I just pack my suitcase full of 70 pounds of fruit roll-ups? 650 pounds. <laughs> yeah. There's a limit? There's a limit that, of how many pounds? You're limited to 11 pounds. A fruit roll-up? Yeah. Or what? 11 pounds of or just stuff. American yeah. stuff? Well, that's a weird thing for it Israel. It is kind of weird, is, right? Isn't Israel like the only free nation in the middle of the Middle East? In the, well, that's a weird way to say it. Um, what? That doesn't make any sense. If Israel is banning me from bringing in as much fruit roll-ups as I want, then we got to stop giving Israel $4 million a day. And the Israeli government has also said that fruit roll-ups are full of unhealthy sugar and oils. See, that's where I was getting at when I was talking to you about this off the air. Is Israel just keeping fruit roll-ups out of Israel because they're terrible for you because <laughs> other countries tend to do this? Oh, Monsanto spraying that on all your craps? and That's not great, so we're going to ban it. Oh, PFAS isn't great for your food or to ingest into your body or have in your water? We're going to ban it. But we don't do that in this country because we're free to kill ourselves <laughs> any way we want. <laughs> this is how the latest TikTok trend becomes a major political issue. Man, we just need to come up with some kind of TikTok. First of all, we need an invention or to invest in. Do we? Need, we need to invest in something, right? Sure. Because we're not. Let's be real. We're not going to invent anything. Oh, else. we're not nearly smart so enough. Let's to Let's invest in something, uh, Nestle. Yes. Right. Or, and then we'll get we'll we'll get it to become viral on TikTok. Yes. And then our investment will skyrocket because other countries will will, you know, the, the, it'll be so popular that. Our country, maybe other countries, won't even have it in stock anymore. Fruit roll-ups. I mean, who invested in fruit roll-ups right before this TikTok trend must be just rolling in in 
In, Here's the in, thing, Rick. Now I want to try this out. I want to get some ice cream and some fruit roll-ups and see if this actually works. All right. In about 45 minutes, you'll see UW Lacrosse Political Science <laughs> Professor Dr. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Jagowski in the aisle at one of the grocery stores. Thanks, everybody, for listening.